Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and this podcast is all about helping men to become unstuck in their lives and inspire and encourage them to move forward towards a life of strength, confidence, and inner fulfillment. So without further ado, here is today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Warrior podcast. Today I am joined by Dan Coe of Modern Mastery. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. And it's 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 really cool to uh, like see the names kind of coincide. Like I can already tell we have a lot in common, just like the Modern Warrior, Modern Mastery, very similar. I'm very excited for this conversation. Likewise, my man, thank you for joining me. It's an absolute pleasure. So yeah, before we, we dive into Modern Mastery or, or becoming a, a Modern Warrior, could you tell us a little bit more about who you are? Who is Dan Cole? What is What are you about? What are your drivers? What are your passions in life? And what's kind of brought you to this point in your life right now? Yeah, yeah. I'll give a brief rundown of my story. So when I was a kid, I, I I really wanted to avoid what I saw like in the general population, mm-hmm. right? I, I didn't see uh, many big role models in real life. So I resorted to places like YouTube or other social media platforms where I found those individuals that are preaching something that is closer to the truth, right? Mm-hmm. So that led me to at first getting into the gym and building my body that way. And kind of that, that led to a passion for personal development. And when I say personal development, I'm not talking about like self-help because I, the, the whole argument between the two, like self-help is good. It's good to start, but it's external motivation. Personal development to me is personal. It's an intrinsic, it's, uh, seamless. It's just betterment in all areas of life. And I think that's a very worthy pursuit. Mm -hmm. So got into that very early. The gym ended up instilling values in me that led to trying to start an online business because I wanted to become uh, sovereign. I wanted to be free in a sense and work independent of location. Mm -hmm. And so I tried so many different things, right? And and I think this is a common story with a lot of people that do this stuff is like I started uh, trying out digital art. I learned Photoshop. I tried freelancing with Facebook ads. I tried SEO. I tried drop shipping. I tried building an actual e-commerce brand. I uh, eventually learned to code and tried freelancing with web design, saw some success, but ended up... <laughs> going a lot of money in debt, you know, the whole downfall of the story was in the dumps, had to call my dad to bail me out. And uh, after that, I ended up using those coding skills. So I went to college, but I also learned to code on the side, self-educated and ended up getting a job with the skills that I learned via coding. And then at that job, it was a web design agency 
So I kind of learned a lot from them. I was still soaking up information and like learning, understanding marketing and freelancing and eventually was able to make that web design business work. And that led to me quitting my job and all things unfolded. I started on social media, started teaching stuff like this because it drastically changed my life. And now I've transitioned into consulting for this stuff and, and with modern mastery, like preaching the things that truly have taken me to where I am at this point in life. Mm -hmm. And in a nutshell, that's it. That's where I am now. Okay. So what are the fundamental elements of modern mastery? Yeah. So for me, it is, it, it, it all falls under online business and self-development or personal development mm -hmm. uh, because online business, that that's what I know. Of course, there's other routes to not having to work a job, but I know online business. So that's what I teach, right? In terms of like freelancing or uh, just creating products and services and being able to sell them and market them, mm -hmm. right? And then the self-development thing under that is a mixture of spirituality. I just, I just love like spiritual teachings. It just rings true to me every time I read something in terms of like awareness or uh, being present. Yeah. Everything that revolves around that. I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. And other, I, I'm not a life coach, right? I don't want to be a life coach. I just want to speak on my personal experiences. So that's where the personal development comes into play. I try to live a life of leadership, I guess you could say, like I've instilled those habits and I learn new things on a daily basis. And that's kind of what I put out into the world. Incredible journey, man. And just to go back there in terms of the the foundations of of Dan Cole, the foundations of mo modern mastery. Something you you mentioned there was seeking the truth. So, mm -hmm. what was life like for you? To the extent where you had to find truth in in other areas of your life that you know you couldn't find in in your current life. So. What was the like the, the ultimate driver and the ultimate foundation that that has built this life that that has that has created this Dan Cole we speak yeah. to? Yeah, I would say the main thing is open mindedness and questioning everything, but not from a like skeptical or cynic point of view. It's more so keeping an open mind and understanding that uh, the ideology or dogma that people are not really shoving down your throat, but that they're very tied to, you don't have to fall into that, right? It's, it's programming, they're conditioning you yeah. to do that. And if you're aware of that, I think it is very powerful to be able to detach from that and understand that there may be another perspective. And I mean, we, we, I don't have to really give examples to show that this is true, just like from mainstream or conventional outlets, right? It's more so taking a step back and like realizing that what they're saying may not be true. Yeah. So I need to 
go to people that aren't that aren't influenced by that right and and that usually means individual creators or people online because that's where you can find all of this stuff it's very difficult to find those people mm-hmm. in real life that happens occasionally but i do think like you jordan peterson all all the great people that you mm-hmm. see online are people that are pushing this um the idea of seeking the truth and trying to understand what will improve your quality of life. And that's the main thing, I guess you could say for modern mastery or anything as a whole, it's like, how, what can I do better today that will increase my quality of life ongoing? Yeah. So are you talking about the, I believe you're talking about the beliefs of your, of your parents or your peers from a young age and Mm. that being instilled in you? such as yeah beliefs being a big one perhaps is that that's actually yeah that's one i don't talk about too much but it's yes my my parents were very uh religious and it didn't really vibe with me they were lds mormon which i i that instilled many men many values in me like i still hold their values very tightly because i believe them to be close to the truth but there are other things where it's like i don't know if this is that's the that's the thing all of this is really i don't know Mm -hmm. any of this to be true and it kind of um would plant a seed in my head that would bug me right like i have to go out and try to find the actual answer to this i still haven't found it but it has led to yeah everything that i've done up until this point right there's a there's a freedom that comes with with the admittance that you you don't know and yeah because if you if you fully believe in that truth you're you're fixated and that truth is ingrained in you you're almost as i said and as you mentioned attached to it perhaps and and yeah it restricts you from believing something else or, else or, or thinking differently and um that there are, are better ways to believe better ways to live better ways to think and and yeah, like I can relate to that. Like having having come from a quite a religious background as well, my parents would be quite strict Catholics, you know, mass on a regular basis, um, you know, a lot of prayers. I was an altar boy, you know, I was all in in, in that culture as well, in that religion. But as I grew older, I started to question it. And what what Catholicism anyway? It, it's very black and white. It's it's very. Mm-hmm this you do this you go to heaven if you step out of line you're going to hell it's like is it really that simplistic um and yeah and yeah they're like if you step out of line it's a sin and there's a lot of guilt associated with it and i just as i mentioned uh, as i got older just started to question it and those questions opened up new avenues so i became detached from their ideas and their beliefs and it opened up a whole new line of thinking in my in my world and and what that thinking, I began to, you know, discover new truths. Discover that there are perhaps other beliefs out there that, you know, may be fundamentally better than just thinking this black and white concept of of heaven and hell, and and you know, you're a sinner and and all this. Now, that's just my own personal experience. Everyone has their own has their own ideas of religion and and their own beliefs. I'm not pushing this down anybody's throat, but I just, as you mentioned yourself, it's just to, 
to think about it, you know, to be open-minded. And it's the same approach I would take with my, with my kids as well. And, you know, I talk openly to my daughter. She's a little bit older than my son. My, my daughter's 10. And, and again, Ireland is a very, it's, 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 you know, still it's ruled with, with the Catholic church. And there's a lot of Catholicism and a lot of religion in the schools. And I would just ask her to, you know, be open-minded about it. Don't, you know, don't take everything you hear as absolute truth, you know, make up your own mind about it and, you know, read books about other beliefs and, and other people who maybe think a bit differently uh, because you're only being told one thing. And as you said, there's a lot of dogma and there's a lot of uh, pushing this uh, down your throat and, and into your mind in terms of this is the way it is. It's, you know, it's there's no other way of thinking. And that's how I was how I was raised, uh, not having the freedom to think differently, not having the freedom to perhaps uh, be open-minded. And yeah, perhaps it was just as I got older, I rebelled against that that way of living. And uh, I'm happy that I've done so because as I mentioned, there's a lot of freedom that comes with that, to be open-minded and not to be so fixated and attached on on one belief. So so yeah, like I can, I can relate to that. And in terms of in terms of modern mastery now, like who, what kind of people do you work with, and, and what are the biggest challenges that you come up against with what these people and what what the work you do? Maybe so much, maybe yeah. more so in the in the person development realm. Yeah, so I, I want to touch on one thing: a, a quote that I really enjoy. I don't know if it's a quote by someone famous, but I read it somewhere and it really stuck out to me is that uh, the truth isn't found in the black or the white. It's found in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it's very hard to get to that middle when like everyone's pushing the black or white, you have to take a step back and work your way into the middle, which I really love that one and try to remind myself of that on a daily basis. But yeah. The in terms of modern mastery, the people that I work with, it's it's very difficult to niche down because in, in marketing they always tell you I, I teach marketing, so it, they always tell you okay, uh, pick a market, sub market, niche down even further, and have a customer avatar. Mm-hmm. In this case, I kind of went the route of like I'm targeting my former self. Right. And I think that's what a lot of personal brands and creators do is you're you're putting out information and kind of giving advice to your younger self and attracting people that have the same interests in you Mm -hmm. and want to do the same things you've done. Mm -hmm. So from the marketing perspective, my customer avatar is a ambitious individual, someone with that drive and already has that open-mindedness because you can't really, you can't really force people to have that. Like you can, you can put out your content, you can uh, give people, you can instill those ideas in people's heads, but it's, again, it's personal development. It's up to the individual to develop that. And then when they're ready, that's when, that's when they become fans of mine or I, I don't like the word they're they're all on the same journey. I don't like calling them like followers or other things. We're all on the same journey and doing this together, but in like a technical point of view, the followers are the ones that are ready to 
accept that higher level of information yes. because I, I always love to think of it this way is especially in online business, there are, there are levels of people that you can help, right? There are the people that are on the same journey as you. There are the people that are a step under you that you can help pull them up to that point. And then there's people that are ahead of you, right? So if you're doing, uh, in this case, it would be like a marketing agency. I wouldn't recommend like trying to help people with personal development if you're not on their level, but like you help uh, bigger businesses increase their revenue because you have the skills to do so. But that's really it. It's either they're a step behind, they're like one phase of life behind where I was and I can help them get to the next phase or they're on the same journey. And then we have that community feeling of, hey, we're building this together and i think that's very powerful right you are you become your environment yeah that's yeah that's uh, an important point to make you become your environment yeah the people you surround yourself with they're very important and uh and yeah the energy that you feed yourself and ultimately you know when you're bu building a business or create a new product or whatever it is you're doing in your journey in life like it, it does all start and end with you so you've got to make sure that you're in the best place possible to, to be the best for your business, for the people in your life. And mm -hmm. I think that's the importance of personal development, self-development that you're feeding yourself first so you can give your best to others and best in yourself. So you can be the best for others. I've, I've mentioned that several times over, especially over the, the recent, recent period, because a lot of people are, are striving towards, the careers, the businesses, the new products, and completing completely neglecting themselves in the process, and heading towards burnout, and like they might make plenty of money, but they've lost, they've lost maybe their family, they've lost things yeah. that they value in their lives or did value in their lives. They've maybe forgotten what they value in their life because they've been chasing some uh, attainable materialistic goal. And uh, I think it's very important to, first of all, understand what you value so that you are prioritizing them first. And then, of course, you can you can build your your career or your business or your product around what you value most. So it all kind of comes back to you at the end of the day as yeah. well. So I think that's a very powerful position to be in. I think it's a very powerful journey to take. And like I'm, I'm speaking from personal experience here as well like under like i had to understand what I, what i valued so that i could build, build my business and and establish my my journey to help other people because i've you know i do have a passion for helping others because uh mm -hmm. it, it's it's down to my background i've always been working with people i've always been um a, a people person from the age of 12 13 i worked in a in a pub we'd have we'd a family pub and i spent a lot of time talking to people who were in the in the depths of despair and depression and in the pits in their lives because you understand that the people that come into the pub at uh, 10 a.m in the morning are not the are not the ones out socializing and you know having a few drinks these guys are are the, are the problematic ones and, and my dad was very very adamant that you know, if a customer comes in, you don't go off and, and do something else. You don't go off and, 
and hide in the stock room and it's like customer comes in you sit and you speak to the customer the customer is number one so i at the time i probably hated it but i took a lot of value from that experience it got me uh, to understand people and i use that understanding now i've kind of grown that understanding to help other men through their struggles and also using my own struggles and, and the lessons that i've taken from my own mistakes in the, in the past to, to help others you know get beyond their challenges and there are a lot of men who are challenged at the moment and at the moment or even in your own life like what have been some of these major challenges that perhaps have defined you yeah the main ones the main one was actually pretty recently okay so the first one was when i went into a lot of debt when i was trying to get the business up and running and that kind of that taught me it taught me a few things it, it taught me that like one you I, I don't regret going in debt because i treat that money as an investment mm-hmm. right they, I, I bought i bought like one to two thousand dollar courses i threw money in facebook ads just to try it out uh i, I invested this money into different places that taught me a lot about how to make it work the next time. So that was the big thing. As much as I was in the dumps, like at the time, like for a week straight, I I just didn't want to get out of bed. I was very in my emotions. And at the time you don't realize that until like a month to a year to two years later that it was actually a very valuable experience. Mm -hmm. And that, that did lead to partially lead to where I am today. Mm -hmm. The second was quite recently, it was maybe six months ago. I had broken up with my girlfriend. We broke up and we had lived together. We'd been together for four or five years. We lived together for one to two years. So we broke up. I was still living with her for a probably a six month period because our lease wasn't up and I didn't really want to go anywhere else. We were, we were on good terms. It was a mutual relationship, but it's still not a good environment to be in, right? Being reminded of that every single day. So that taught me a lot and enforced that, Hey, I have to focus on myself right now and get ready for when the next phase of life is coming. Mm -hmm. And that next phase of life, I tried to create for myself by uh, leaving everything behind, literally throwing away most of my belongings, packing everything up into three boxes, two boxes actually, and having my dad come up, pop pop the boxes in his car, took them home, he stored them in the closet, and then I flew off to Mexico with a friend that I met on Twitter. And right when I got there, I I, I just knew it was not the right decision for me. Like I, I went there to try and escape everything and find myself and like try to live that nomad life nomad lifestyle, but very quickly. Like the the first day was fun, right? We went out, explored, it was like, oh, this is so cool. And the second day I woke up with like an insane amount of anxiety. And I was like, what is actually causing this? Because I'd left, I'd, I'd broken out of the lease. 
I didn't have a place to go back home to. I've left my family. I've left the lifelong friends that I'd built for years on end. I didn't have much contact with them aside from, of course, like texting and calling and that kind of stuff. But that's, that's not the same, right? I didn't have a home base to go back to. I knew that I thrived with routines and structure in my days. And that just wasn't possible in the place that I moved to. So for the week, for a week that I was there, it's like, I feel absolutely terrible, even though there's great opportunity here, I'm meeting great people, but it just, it, it didn't fit for me. So that taught me, okay, that's not the right move. I know what I need to do now. I packed up my bags pretty quick, came back, got this place and kind of set my life up because I had saved a lot of money during that six month period staying with her and set my life up, made a plan, uh, developed my routines again. And what do you know, right? Right. When the next day I wake up, I do everything. I feel absolutely amazing. And now I've heard, like, I, I got some backlash for that from the people that knew I was going. It's like, Oh, like if you would have just stayed, you would have adapted to the environment this, this, and that. And hmm. while I can see some of the truth in that, like I could have adapted to that environment. I could have uh, lived that nomad lifestyle, but I do think there is value in seeing that drastic change from like, okay, this may be culture shock, but moving back and feeling absolutely amazing and being able to put in that intense work at a very pivotal point in my business, because I had, transitioned from web design at this time. I wasn't doing it anymore. Okay. I had transitioned into this whole social media creator, self-development and marketing type deal. And it's like, I, I can't put in the work that I have to in this place in Mexico. Mm -hmm. So when I moved back and started, everything kind of fell into place. I felt amazing. And that is really a huge turning point in making me, it makes me understand that I have to think through these situations more. I can't just be very excited or like impulsive. Yeah. 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 I can't be super impulsive and just be like, okay, I have the opportunity to leave everything behind and just go. And it, it sounds great. Like it sounded great at the time, but I didn't think that through that much because I forgot the environment that I actually thrive in, which I've experienced many times. And it is that routine structure and home base. And now the distinction I'm making here as well is that rather than switching the lifestyle as a whole, because I, I rarely have traveled before that, that's the distinction I would make is travel versus like an entire lifestyle change, right? That's the good thing about online business is you can go and travel. But I do think that huge like lifestyle change and culture shock uh, may not be the best move mm -hmm. because it's very enticing and you see it on Instagram all the time. Like, Oh, you can go hang out by palm trees and work on your laptop. And I'll tell you right now that it, it is hyped up quite a bit more. And, but at the same time, you can only understand that through experience. Yeah. Right. Like I, I would have never known all of this unless I actually was impulsive about that situation and yeah figured it out oh yeah 
exactly yeah you've touched on a lot of valuable points there and uh first of all the misconceptions that social media uh portray on our lives and you're sitting there and and a lot of people are struggling at the moment and a lot of people are isolated uh, in, in ireland here we're, we're still somewhat in, in lockdown and and uh yeah you, you spend a lot of time on social media and you see these other people who are on a beach or as you mentioned sitting by the palm yeah, tree yeah. on the laptop and you think that oh man these people have such a great life look at me uh, absolutely pathetic back living with my friends <laughs> and, and whatever else and it's like well look um you've just identified the fact that you know it, it isn't all that, that it's that it's made out to be that you can be there in the palm trees on the beach in the sunshine with all the babes around and still <laughs> completely lonely and yeah. completely um, yeah lost in yourself and, and not very happy like you weren't you weren't happy in that place and you had to go there as you mentioned to understand it and and i think that's the like well done man because you like you, you flipped all those difficult situations into into strength you, you, you i mean you're in debt and you're able to f- flip your perspective and, and understanding that you know that was money invested and that you learned a lot from perhaps would be fair to say the mistakes you made or the failures that that mm. came about investing money here and you, and you, and you know exactly now that the, the better choices to make and the better decisions to make in order for you to return to, to, to achieve a return in your investment because you know exactly um, from first-hand experience uh, the detrimental impact of maybe not thinking it through properly or making impulsive decisions or, or whatever else to really understand the the processes of facebook advertisements or of investing money in in certain in certain things and and also then you've got the the relationship breakup where and this is something that's i feel has been uh, very common as well especially over the last year with lockdown isolation a lot of couples have broken up and and again you use that experience for strength as you as you mentioned you say you saved up a lot of money you had you had your aspirations and you had your ambitions and you had a plan going forward from that from that position as well in terms of this is what i want to do i want to go to mexico and okay you, you did that but then you went there and <laughs> you understood that that was perhaps a mistake as well but you took your learnings from there and that also has brought you to the point you are today where again you wouldn't be here unless you went through all those processes and and those failures and mistakes and 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 as i mentioned it's very powerful to be able to take the lessons from that and use it as strength to to build your life on to to build a better a better version of you to 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 do what you want to know yourself better and to be a lot more aware now self-aware in terms of um these potential pitfalls that you could fall into in your journey in life here. So I think a lot of people just get hung up on, on their mistakes and failures and dwell on them. And it's that dwelling that, that holds them back from actually, you know, something better in their lives. They're, they're, they're dwelling on the failure instead of seeing the, the opportunity in the failure, the learnings in the, in the failure that can actually fuel their growth and help them progress towards towards happiness towards something they want to do in their lives and yeah it's 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 incredible man um amazing resilience there and uh 
and yeah, like, do, do you come across many people who are in the position you were in maybe throughout those periods of, of a relationship breakup of, of, um, somewhat being lost or feeling depressed and you know, what, what advice or what words of encouragement could you offer them or do you offer them? Yeah. The, the main thing that sticks out to me and it, it has been become very clear to me recently what this is. And it's the awareness thing. It's the self-awareness. I recently, I, I love the book awareness by Anthony DeMello. It's a spiritual book, but very, very practical in being able to overcome these things. Mm -hmm. But so the main thing is developing that self-awareness and understanding that one, there is always a way out. Like if you can just adopt that mindset alone of like, there is something, there's something that I can do right now that will help get me out of this situation. And it is my job to find what that is. I can't expect the miracles of the world to give me that escape. I have to go out and find it myself and implement it and do better. And as you do that, I always knew that like people will tell you, oh yeah, self-awareness is good. Uh, personal responsibility is good. But all of these intangible skills of life have to be <clears throat> developed over time. They have to be cultivated. The first time you do this, it's going to be extremely difficult you may feel like you have no idea uh, how to actually fix the problem, but then, and it may take a long time to fix it. But yeah. then once you do fix it, it's like, okay, I, I understand now that I could, I can get out of this situation. And then the more times you do that, because it's, it's natural, it, it's human nature to get sucked into those down periods of life. And you eventually learn through self-awareness, through cultivating that personal responsibility that, you'll, you'll start to get out of those phases much quicker, right? I like to think of it as a wave, right? Mm -hmm. If so, the waves get very high, the waves are very high, you or even low, in this case, the waves are very low. And once you like, the more you practice, and the more you get out of it, and the more that you're aware that those problems are temporary, the waves start to get much smaller, and eventually they level out and it's like barely a ripple in mm -hmm. whatever you're doing. Like that problem is nothing because you can immediately shine awareness on it yeah. and get out of it within a few hours at like a very quick pace, but at a minimum, like a day, two days, maybe a week, which is much, much better than staying in those situations for months on end. Yeah, for sure. I think the waves you're referring to there are, are the the thoughts in your own head isn't it mm -hmm. the, the the disruptions and, and the chaos that happens in your head not so much the chaos that's happening in the external world um it's how you internalize those and yeah like the more you face those challenges the more you understand that you can overcome challenges the more you understand that you are capable of a lot more than you than you thought in the first place but you need to first of all have the courage to to take on that challenge and i think that's something that again a lot of, there's a lot of misconception in terms of <clears throat> oh i need to find the motivation first i need to find uh 
you know, I, I need mm-hmm. I need something to fall into place before I take the first step in, in terms of addressing this issue. Or, again, you have some certain expectation that somebody else is going to fix the problem for you, you know, this, this victim mentality, which, again, leaves you completely feeling completely helpless. You're giving the power over to somebody else who, yeah, who, who's just, who's not going to show up may show up but it's certainly not going to fix the, the problem for you and uh and i think that's something that's first of all maybe very difficult to to come to terms with because i feel like for a lot of men that they still carry these these child childish tendencies with them where like as a kid you would have fallen over the playground or had a bad day in school. You rush home to mommy and, you know, you get a, a hug and a cuddle and, and a lollipop and everything is going to be fine. <laughs> and, and I think for a lot of men, I'm not speaking for men, but maybe for women as well, but you internalize this, this external comfort that you received as a kid. And as you become older, you're still looking for that external comfort to fix an internal issue or internal problem that you know that needs to be solved by you and and like mommy isn't there anymore like she might be there but she's you know she's she's not there like you're a grown man you're an adult and and it's up for up to you to you know to to make the adjustments or to take this challenge on and I, i think that that's a it's a it's a very necessary process for any man to go through but it's a very difficult thing to also uh, acknowledge to the fact that you only you are 100% responsible for your life and your happiness and for, for whatever challenges come your way and again this comfort as well can be masked with other outlets like drinking gambling porn even working out even work can be somewhat of a of a comfort to ease some troubling internal struggles so again i think it's a matter of like a process of letting go of that 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 child that um you know that that you need to step up step up as a man by taking responsibilities by by not being the victim by understanding that you are the man in your life you need to take ownership of your of your life and, and the problems that you may be dealing with so and and that's you know that's what you did you know in, in those situations where you were stuck in the broken relationship in Mexico when you were in debt. I know you look, you, you asked for help off your dad, but at the same time you were taking ownership of that situation. Like you wouldn't have been taking ownership if you just kept that to yourself. And I think that's again, the misconception yeah. that look, sometimes you can't do it on your own. It's okay to ask for help. Um, because again, a lot of, within the man as well there's almost like the conflict of the child versus the ego and the pride that comes with with trying to be the man as well and trying to be the man has this misconception that you need to be able to you know take on these challenges and solve every problem on your own but sometimes you can't sometimes you do need that help sometimes you need to have the the courage sometimes has to come from actually being able to reach out and ask for help and that that is not a sign of of weakness it's a sign of strength and i'm sure you've you've heard all those terms before but but yeah i mean that's that's what you you stepped up you stepped up as a as a man when you took on 
those those challenges in your life and and it, and it and it's worked out for you yeah yeah no doubt that's that's one thing too is i so you you found me on instagram but my main platform is twitter that's where i'm like the largest i guess you could say okay. and when i when i say things along the lines of like you need like you're 100% responsible for the outcome of your life there will be people in the comments that are like oh but what about this situation and it's all external like you can tell just right out of the gate that they're focusing too much on the actual external factors they've given up that um their agency they've given up their agency and mm -hmm. like are relying on that thing and it's i i love these people but i it's very hard to explain it to them because it has to be first experienced on that personal level. It's very hard. Like all I can do, all we can do with a podcast, with social media posts, with anything is we can just, we teach. Yeah. We can give our personal experiences and the people that vibe with it will follow along. But the, the people that, can't internalize that yet they have to experience it like I, I it's very hard for me to formulate an answer because i feel like i can't help them and i want to help them so bad but i, I still haven't i'm yeah. still battling that. like what can i say that will show them that this this is not black and white this is closer to the truth it may not be the truth exactly mm -hmm. but it will move you closer to that and it will yeah very much improve your life it'll empower you can can you give us an example of of a comment yeah okay so here's one that i had a very difficult time answering and it, it stuck with me but it does have to do with the current world situation um it i i said i said something that is somewhat polarizing i said your your limitations are self-imposed. Like all of your limitations are created by your mind. Yeah. Right. Your, your mind is causing you that inner turmoil. And so someone commented like, Oh, have you been to India? And I could kind of see what they were getting at with like what's going on with COVID and other things. But I asked him, and this may have been, uh, like impulsive and I should have worded it another way, but I said, are you India? Yeah. Like, are you the country India? Like is India having problems? Oh, I said prob problems only exist in your mind, right? Because of how you interpret them mm -hmm. and how you perceive that problem on a personal level. So I asked like, are you India to try and get the point across that, Hey, you're focusing on a country that you, you live in it, like, I understand that, but you're talking about the problems that the country is having as a whole. Does that have to, it, it sure, it can have an impact on your life a bit, but there's always a way out. That's another thing that's hard to explain yeah. is like, when you tell people there is always a way out, and especially um, from people that don't speak English very well, it's yes, your, your path is going to be much more difficult. Like if you want to do what I'm doing, you're going to have to learn English, right? That's 
first step if you want to do something related to this, because just being completely honest, more money does flow in the English language, mm-hmm. right? That's just a fact. So it's like, first, learn English. Most people will stop there because it's it's a pretty dang big obstacle yeah. to overcome to get to that next spot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you've learned English. Next thing you do, if you have internet access, start learning, start studying, start self-educating on a way to get out. And it, it kind of sucks. It does suck that their situation will take a lot longer to learn English, learn skills, start getting paid in US dollars or another currency that (laughs) makes a lot more than that is valued higher than their currency. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to you to do what you want from there. If you want to move your entire family to another location, again, it's very, very difficult, but it is also very, very possible right? Mm -hmm. There is always that way out. And it's more difficult for some people. And I have that, like, I can empathize with that. Mm -hmm. But you are not doing yourself any good by putting those limitations on your mind, because then you'll never, ever experience that you'll just be locked into that state of mind and live the 60, 70, 80 more years of your life in Mm -hmm. that trap in that mental trap you become powerless isn't it you, you, you lose yeah. power over yourself and you're given power to some external factor that mm-hmm. becomes that becomes a, a massive barrier to where you want to be and uh it doesn't have to be so no doubt yeah did, that's exactly it did you did you experience any of those i'm sure you have moments of doubt moments um of of fear um and how did you deal with them like i know you've given an example there of of perhaps somebody who's who's trying to become unstuck and and move towards a a more fulfilling life such as you are living but in your own personal experience like how did you deal with the doubts and, and, and the, uh, the limitations that perhaps you experienced on your journey to this point? Yeah, it's been a very long-term thing, even though we're still both very young. So it's, it's cool to see like us at this position, but on like a 10 year scale of things, there were those times where with, trying out freelancing with Facebook ads or SEO or that drop shipping store and not getting those immediate results. Because frankly, when you try doing that first thing, it's, it's, it's going to be, you're not going to see quick results, but you want quick results very bad. Like you expect quick results because other people make it out to be so simple. And what program that that was, yeah. Yeah, that was my expectation when I started those things. And so when I didn't, when I launched and (laughs) sent like my first cold email or trying to land my first client and I didn't get a response, it was a huge hit. It was like, this should have worked. Like I've been doing that. I've been building this for two to three months. This, everything was planned out perfectly. It should have worked. And then that hits you like a truck. And it's like, it's like, okay, I, one that you're filled yes with a lot of self-doubt and like will this actually work and for me 
going back to the long scale of things, it didn't work out. I quit. Like I just stopped and tried to pursue something else that I thought would get quick results. And now people tell you to stay away from that stuff. Like, oh, the, the shiny object syndrome and other things. But again, if you don't have the proper guidance, which is very hard to find at the start, then you're probably going to quit that first venture that you go into or whatever you're trying to improve at. Mm -hmm. And then the next time around, like you start to understand more and over this 10 year period of trying all of that, like now I know exactly what I should have done. And, but at the same time, I, I wouldn't be here if I hadn't, failed that many times. I know you could, people can like package this up in a sweet little saying like, Oh, uh, like fail, 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 succeed. Like that's just the way it goes or something like that. Some nice way of wording it, but you never, again, back to experience, you will never internalize that on a personal level. If you do not experience it, that's the main thing. And one thing that, is difficult to do because you go through those phases of self-doubt, but it's absolutely necessary to continue going with it. Like if, if I had just stopped five years into the journey, I would have stopped, right? I'm, I'm screwed. But yeah. like those iterations, iterating for life, like just, understanding, being aware of your thoughts, the things that we've talked about earlier and practicing those skills for life and understanding that, Hey, even if it takes 10, 20 years, maybe even 30 years, Mm -hmm. that end result is still better than what would have been if I had never started, stop, if I had never started Mm -hmm. to pursue this path of personal development. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a matter of, enjoying the process isn't it and again you've heard all the sayings you know fall in love with the process yeah. fall in love with with failing you know to, to love to love failing as as gary v always often preaches about you know to and yeah to, to become almost um resilient enough to to be able to deal with the failures and again to to take the lessons from it to fuel your growth and your progress going forward and to avoid those pitfalls in the future and and uh yeah just on something you mentioned there as well in terms of trying certain things and then quitting it. When do you feel it's okay to quit? Mm. That's a good question. Or is it okay to quit? Um, yeah. In your, in your opinion? I do think it is okay to quit after a certain amount of time. If, if that is something that and you have to have the experience to do this. Like when I quit doing the web design thing, when I stopped taking on those clients, I knew on, I knew very well that it was the right move mm-hmm. and I was much more fulfilled for doing so because I had been doing that for a long time. Now with the other things you have to think like, am I truly not, especially at the beginning phases, like, am I truly not fulfilled doing this work or am I in my head too much because this first iteration didn't work out for me? Yeah. Right. 
And because a lot of work can be fulfilling. There's the whole like pursue your passion versus pursue the money argument. And I can agree with both sides. Like, yes, you should build in your twenties and make a good amount of money, or you should at least try because you can, you can say as much as you want that I don't want like a million dollars, but again, you'll never know that you don't want a million dollars unless you actually experience it and get to that point, which I agree with. Yeah. But at the same time, if you are not doing things that you enjoy, it's going to be a very, especially in your twenties, like it's going to be a very rough time in quote unquote, the best years of your life or the years of life that shouldn't be wasted. People say, Oh, you, you shouldn't waste your twenties and you should build a business and make money. That's considered not wasting your twenties by some people, but at the same time, you're wasting your twenties. If you're doing something that you absolutely hate, whether it is working a job or uh, even working on an online business that you just genuinely do not like. Right. Mm -hmm. And this goes back to the whole, there is a way out. There is a form of income or even a hobby or something that you do enjoy that does fulfill you that can make you a good amount of money. Like you don't have to be very dedicated to the first business model you learn about or something of that nature. And again, it all goes back to trying those things out. So if you are in terms of it being okay to quit, I think it's okay, especially when you are young and you can, you, there's not much backlash from quitting, right? You're experiencing things and you're trying new things. And if you try 10 things and the first one you understand that like, Oh, all of these didn't work out, but I did actually enjoy the first one. Mm -hmm. And then you try that again and you have a completely different mindset and you make that one work. Mm -hmm. Then I don't see that as a failure at all. Right. If, if you were to quit altogether, that's the thing. If you're to quit pursuing any of this altogether, that's when, okay. that's when I do not agree with it. Yeah. 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 You're, yeah, you're, you're quitting something that doesn't serve you anymore to, to move on to something that maybe you value more so in your life and uh, understand, understanding too, that like you evolve, life evolves and your interests change and maybe something that interested you in your teens or in your early twenties, no longer interest interest you in your late twenties or thirties, and it's okay to, you know, to change. It's okay to 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 let go of that. And I think, again, that's a very difficult thing for for people to do because they've been hanging on to this for so long. And the more you hang on to it, the more yeah. difficult it becomes to let go of it. And I came across a story recently where there was a an, an air balloon festival. And somewhere in California, and and this guy called uh, Brian Stevenson um, was involved in a in a tragic incident, unfortunately. But what happened was a gust of wind took this balloon off the air, and he and and some of the staff members tried to pin the the air balloon back down or the hot air balloon back down. But the balloon kept floating away, and whilst the the staff members let go, he continued hanging on. And 
I think that's a great analogy for a lot of people in life because what happened to him was he hung, he hung on for too long to the point where if he let go, he was going to fall to his death. And unfortunately, that's what happened to him. If he'd let go earlier, he'd still be here. If, he, if he'd let go when, you know, when, the bl- when the balloon hadn't taken off, when it wasn't too late, you know, he'd, he'd, still, uh, he'd still be here today. And I think that's um, an important analogy for a lot of people out there, that you're hanging on to something that no longer serves you. You're hanging on to something that's perhaps, that's perhaps enabling you to, to, uh, to, to die a slow death as, 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 uh, as horrendous as that's powerful. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, yeah, it's no longer serving you and, and, you know, let go before it is too late. And uh, yeah. And it's, it, it is that thing, isn't it? You fail fast and, and, and go again yeah. and, you know, tried fail fast and, and go again. I think it's, it's, it's been, it's been your journey. You've, you've tried it. You've, you've you've failed several times but you failed fast and you got back up and you had you had another strategic plan that you could implement and and uh yeah here we are today what what does that it's been an epic conversation what what's been the what what would you tell your 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 20 year old self there'd be several 20 year old men or in their early 20s listening to this today so what nugget of wisdom or, or knowledge could you derive from your 20s to help them in their journey mm-hmm. yeah it's, there's plenty i'm sure it's yeah there, there's a lot and in in terms of this i'm trying to piece this together in my head right now but there there are things that you are genuinely interested in right right now this is very weird for me to think about right now. I'm doing the things that were very close to my interests as a young kid, like as the very beginning of this podcast, we talked about um, me watching like fitness YouTubers. They were a huge impact on my life. Now I'm not a fitness YouTuber, but I, I do talk a lot about health and fitness and how important it is in that personal development journey. And the next thing is when there was a point in my life where I dove down the spirituality rabbit hole quite a bit and it, it changed my life. And I love talking about that stuff. And both of those things I denied for the longest time because it's like, I need to become location independent now. Like I, I, if I, I would always think to myself, like if I get a nine to five job after college, like my life is over as bad as that sounds like that was my main motivating factor that made me work extremely hard to make that a reality. And I still ended up working a nine to five job. I I didn't die. So that's good lesson in there. But, uh, the things that I'm doing now, are what I would have done if I had pursued my interests from the start rather than trying to do the latest and greatest business model that made me a lot of money. Because if I would have stuck with that stuff from the very start, and this is contradictory, it's very hard to piece this together because this is contradictory to a lot of the things we just said with the whole like failing and all that stuff. But Thinking back, if I had pursued those interests, 
from the very beginning, before I even started like trying to freelance with that stuff, I probably would have been at a pretty good place, both monetarily Mm -hmm. and fulfillment wise. But at the end of the day, it's human nature not to do those things. So my main advice is to simply think about that. Yeah. Right. I don't have any hard set advice, but more so think about that and try to practice that awareness. You, you also wouldn't have all those valuable lessons. If exactly. You through all that as well. You know, if you just, if you just fell into it and everything was you know pretty smooth sailing, you wouldn't have all these valuable lessons in your life right now. Um, that's, no enabled you to to develop into the man you are and uh yeah like it is a matter of setting your own expectations isn't it it's a matter of carving out your own path and i think a lot of men in specific have these expectations laid upon them from their peers and and their fathers and society in general in terms of oh i need to i need to Mm. uh, work a nine-to-five job i need to make a certain amount of money and um you know you fall into that trap and it's a again a difficult trap to get out of unless you again unless you're self-aware and you understand that this is not i'm not doing this for me i'm doing it for for somebody else and it's not serving me so yeah i have one more thing to add here is my actual advice it 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 came to me the everything it's it's still difficult for me to uh articulate this concept but All of those skills that you stack up, whether you fail, whether you don't fail, uh, even from the beginning, I said, if I had stuck with the stuff from the beginning, it would have been great. But at the same time, those unique endeavors, like you are probably not going to pursue the same things as me. Mm -hmm. Someone listening is probably not going to pursue the same things in like a logical order as all of us. Mm -hmm. Later on, that's your quote unquote niche that's what makes you you your valuable experiences that you go through that are outside of the status quo is what makes you a very different and unique and valuable and irreplaceable individual so that's really it is like you have to accept the journey how it is like take those failures take those lessons that you've learned along the way and that will forge the person that you are and it will attract the right customers it will attract the right people around you like in your close circle and all of that good stuff yeah because you're being so that's my way of saying it <laughs> yeah to be to, to be authentic not to just uh yeah go with the crowd and um yeah but I, I think people need that because there's a lot of people who are hiding behind a certain persona a false persona and and are afraid to be themselves in case they don't fit in in case they're cast aside from the crowd but then they see somebody else who's out there who's again as you said going against the status quo and and that's what i try to do in my message i i try to think differently i try to uh you know bring a different perspective on on certain elements of life so that i encourage people to think differently and and to perhaps you know step into the person they actually are to live a life that's true to them so yeah, man, that's been extremely powerful and an absolute pleasure to talk to you. And uh, just before we wrap it up, let the people know where they can find you and and get in touch with you. Yeah, 
so first off, yeah, I, I really appreciate appreciate you inviting me on. This was a great conversation. Really, really enjoyed it. But uh, so main platform is Twitter. I am most prolific on there. That's where I like post the most. Yeah. Um, that and Instagram are both at the Dan Co. T H E D A N K O E, and. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that because the U- I started YouTube and podcasts recently, but those aren't. Yeah, uh, they're they're very small right now, so I'll leave it at the Twitter well, and Instagram. Well, they can they can they can find the link to your podcast on Instagram as well, can't they? And on those yeah. platforms, yeah. You haven't you haven't dabbled in TikTok yet, have you? <laughs> I did like I did like one or two times. Uh, I'm still I I know that like TikTok has some great benefits, like it's it's grown past like the cringe phase, yeah. I guess you could say, but I, I'm still like, I don't want to take on another <laughs> platform right now. So I'm just leaving it out of the picture. Yeah. Excellent, man. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Stick to where you're strong, man. Stick, stick to what works. Yeah, for sure. Absolute pleasure, Dan. Thank you. And I'm sure we'll, we'll be talking again and uh, we'll, we'll keep in touch. No doubt, man. Okay. Appreciate you.